0: Arizona, Arizona Sports, sports. The, the local, local sports, sports leader. leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 O'Clock Reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 O'Clock Reset. It's one-stop shopping for all the top stories of the day. You find it right here on the Burns and Gambo show. We call it the 4 O'Clock Reset. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. They have requested permission to interview former Dolphins head coach and current Steelers senior defensive assistant. Brian Flores for their vacant head coaching position. They interviewed him back in 2018 before ultimately hiring Steve Wilkes. And of course, Flores does have a pending lawsuit against the National Football League for racial discrimination in their hiring practices, but his last two years in Miami before he got let go, 10-6, and 9-8, and 8, and he does seem to check a lot of boxes if you're looking for a yeah, head coach. T- yeah, 24-25 overall, head coaching experience, only 41 years old. He was with Pittsburgh this year and did a good job of helping their run defense improve quite a bit. He was interviewed, the Browns were interviewing him to be the defensive coordinator for Cleveland. So there was thought that maybe he could end up as a defensive coordinator in Cleveland, but now Arizona may be interviewing him, well, expects to interview him for the head coaching job. It's a good name. It's a quality name. I mean, you, you, you don't want to leave any stone unturned. That's a good name, a former coach that you bring in, and you 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 might hire him. Our friend and colleague Mike Jarecki pointed out on Twitter today that Adrian Wilson spent some time with Brian Flores when A-Dub was in New England and was very impressed with his football IQ, his knowledge and being able to to coach multiple positions in his kind of command of the room. We'll see where that one goes. Saints GM Mickey Loomis confirmed today. Sean Payton will interview with the Cardinals along with the Broncos and the Texans. And, yes, those teams are well aware compensation will be required in order for them to get Sean Payton and that they kind of understand the parameters of what that compensation might look like. Ian Rappaport told Pat McAfee today... He could see Peyton Arizona happening. So going into
1: this, I would have said, I don't know if Sean
0: Caden would go to the Cardinals.
1: Now, I think it's pretty
0: legit. Mm. Now, this report, uh, Mark Maskey of the Washington Post said that he believes that the Broncos are the front runner for Peyton, Say he likes the franchise's stable ownership, and would be happy to work with Russell Wilson. That's coming out of the Washington Post, but again, he cannot interview until the 17th. I imagine things will happen very quickly once he does his interviews. I don't think it'll take very long, but the 17th is when he can officially interview. Yep, and the latest round of GM interviews reportedly went down today. That includes the Cardinals interviewing Titans Director of Player Personnel, Monty Austinfort, and Ravens Director of Player personnel, Joe Hortes. That went down, according to reports today. Sons are back on the court tonight. This morning, though, brought another round of reports on Jake Crowder. This one from Bleacher Reports' Chris Haynes. In a text message to Haynes, Crowder said, quote, I've spoken to every player that I've played with on that team, and they all have stressed how much they miss me and respect my decision, and I'm thankful for their understanding. This move of pushing me out the door was a blindsided hit, not only to me, but my team Teammates, and you can see from speaking to them and myself in the conversations we've had behind closed doors. Thing he said they respect my decision. If they pushed you out the door, it's not your decision. They decide. You're saying they pushed you out the door. Well, then Uh that's it. But then you're saying they respect my decision. Yep. Like, something doesn't jive there, right? If it's my decision, I decided I wasn't going to play for them. But then if you're saying on the other side, they pushed me out the door, then it's their decision. So whose decision was it? Yeah, you know what? That's why this later Jay Crowder quote, I'm confused and hurt. Yeah, join the club, Jay. We're all a little confused and hurt by what the hell's going on here. I'm. The show is dumb? Come on, that was a good <laughs> that was point. That was smart. Wasn't that, that was a good, a good point? point? I caught that. Yeah. You did I'm a, catch that. I'm smarter than people, like, t- think give me credit for. Play it up on the show. That's we play like it up that I'm dumb. By. I'm actually a genius. We play it up that I'm stupid. I'm not dazed and confused. Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? <laughs> no. Well, Apparently you're pretty smart, I'm too. sure all my success came mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Phoenix does have a game tonight. DeAndre Ayton has been upgraded to questionable. with Let's an ankle go. sprain. In fact, there's a report out there from Dwayne Rankin of AZ Central. The expectation is that he will play against the T-Wolves tonight. I that need those eight. averages, that, those 16 points and 10 rebounds. So 6 o'clock tip time. You'll hear it here on 98.7. Also within that Bleacher Report story from Chris Haynes was the suggestion, was a report from Cam John himself Apparently he told Haynes it's his expectation that he'll be able to play very soon after this road trip ends. There are two games left on the trip. The next home game is next Thursday against the Nets. Cam Johnson might be close. He might be getting close. They got to start getting guys back. I just, you know, I, I just wonder how far they've fallen and where they're going to end up. Yep. As a heads up, by the way, Charles Barkley headlines a reunion of 92-93 Suns players when the Suns play the Pacers on January 21st. KJ Dan Marley said Sabalos, Tom Chambers, Richard Dumas, Frank Johnson, Tim Kempton, Miguel Knight, Oliver Miller, uh Mark West all will be there. In a reunion at the, at the game? At the game. When the Suns take on the Indiana Pacers on January 21st. That's freaking cool. That's really cool. Give me the list of guys that are going to be there again. Barkley, KJ Marley, yeah. Sed Sabalos, Chambers, Dumas, uh Frank Johnson, Tim Kempton, Miguel Knight, Oliver Miller, Alex Sivrens and Mark West. I barely remember. Alex? Alex Who? Alex Sivrens. He was a role very. How do you spell his last name? S T I V R I N S he was... I have no idea who he is. Uh, he, it's, you, really, you really know that team if you know that guy. Who is Alex? Alex Drivens. Vince Morata's like, how do you know who Alex Rivens was? Well, the, you know. You well, just I can got... tell you everything about him, where he's from. <laughs> yeah, the Arizona Cardinals aren't the only team looking for a new head coach. The Colts have interviewed Raheem Morris and Eric Bieniemy, the Rams defensive coordinator, and of course the Chiefs offensive coordinator. The Commanders have reached out to former Colts and Lions head coach Jim Caldwell, and the Rams will not be needing a new head coach after all. Sean McVay is back. He's telling everyone on his staff he is going to coach the Rams. They had, the had Rams a contingency plan ready in case he didn't want to, but uh Strivens was selected by the Super with the seventy fifth overall pick in the fourth round of the nineteen eighty five NBA draft. Played with the Sonics, Suns, Clippers, Bucks, Hawks. I'm sorry, I interviewed. Oh, inter, well, that's fine. Inter, I just, inter, I had to find you, out you, who Alex Strivens, Stiverins was. Did you, did you interview me or interrupt me? I interrupted you. You sound like the, you're about to say interviews me. Nineteen ninety two. The only year he played on the Suns was ninety two. Maybe a little bit of 93. Okay. That would, that, well, yeah, the 92-93 there, right, there you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. He's, he's, you really have to know your son's trivia to know that he was part man of that team. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams has a back fracture. He is out. He will not play when the Chargers take on the Jags on Saturday night. That is not going to help Brandon Staley's cause to continue to be the coach of the Chargers. I'm sorry. He better win against Jacksonville. Otherwise, I think we're going to have six franchises looking for coaches. I, I'm, I mean it, man. They lose, Brandon you think Staley, he gets fired. I think if the Chargers lose, okay. he's getting fired. Just for, so that's the best job. Malta. Practice alone in putting Mike Williams out there and others that late into a game that meant nothing to them last week. Well, I mean that's a really good job though. Like if you want the job with the best quarterback, that they have a superior quarterback to everybody else. Yeah, it was good night for two of the three local teams last night. Good win for ASU basketball in the parlance of of college basketball's tournament at the end of the season. March Madness. You're looking for those quad one wins. That was a really nice quad one win for ASU. ASU on the road in Eugene. It really was. Of of course, I I watched the Arizona game as they just blew out Oregon State, but clearly ASU, and I did see some of the highlights on that floor in Oregon that they have, that was a terrific win for them. Um, Again, you said a quad one win, solid. The last bracketology i seen had them out of the tournament. That win right there probably should put them in the tournament. Yeah, it's a quad one win is defined by a road win over a top 75 team in the net ratings and that's exactly what last night was uh, devilsdigest.com is reporting ASU is now ranked 40th in the net rating. They jumped 16 spots. Yeah, that was a, that was a really a, in the, the best part about they defensively they were great last night. Offensively they had a tremendous game. That's not always been there when they've reached for it this year. It was there last night. They shot five and percent Yeah, 5-1 in the conference. Right, 5-1 in the conference. Which is, uh, that, that also has not happened very often i think the last time they were 5 and 1 in the conference 1981 the last time they were, they started five and one in the what was then Pac-10, now Pac-12. Okay, I was very, very young then. Yes, you were very, very young. And just the fourth time since the mid seventies, ASU's had at least fourteen wins at this point in the season. And yes, you mentioned U of A. Yes, they beat Oregon State on the road to kind of get that bad taste out of their mouth after losing at home or against Washington State. So U of A gets that win there, and the Coyotes dropped one at home last night to the so Ottawa. So what are we now? What are we now? What what is that? What are we now? professionally 1 in 13 1 Mitch. in 13 Arizona professional sports in 2023 have 1 win and 13 losses Nobody's better at losing than us Nobody yeah, It's awesome No state loses more than we do 1 in 13 <laughs> We got 3 professional sports teams that have played in 2013 we've got 1 win It's the middle of January we've got 1 win In 14 games, that is our 4 o'clock reset. When we come back, the Arizona Cardinals now have their 4th known candidate for head coach. And it's really, actually, way more interesting when you think about it. We'll tell you who he is and what it means next. Burns and Gambo. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Four known names now connected to the Arizona Cardinals head coaching search. Of course, at the same time, there's a general manager search going on, which obviously makes it a different situation. But the four known names, of course, Sean Payton. Of course, Vance Joseph, D'Amico Ryans, we learned that yesterday, the Cardinals had asked permission, and then a name, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, Gambo, and, and I, I probably should have said something about this earlier in the week so I could have that kind of I told you so moment, but I didn't, I didn't mention it, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking to myself, man, I wonder if anybody will call on um, Brian Flores. I wonder if anyone will call on. Did Brian you think Flores. that the lawsuit that he's filing against was it three teams? I think the Giants, the Giants, the the Dolphins. The, the Giants, the. Bills, the Bills and the Dolphins, and the Dolphins. I think what well, he filed suit against the NFL. So I mean, right? But of... there were three teams that were mentioned. I know the Giants were one of them, the Dolphins were one of them, and it was either the Bills or the Patriots. It was one of the team. It was the Dolphins, the Broncos, and Giants. Those were the, are the three teams. Okay, the, the, Broncos. the Dolphins, Broncos, and Giants, alleging racial discrimination regarding his interview process. Um, this was obviously from that's a story. I was looking at a story from oh, that's right because he went to Denver and he thought it was just like a token interview. You should never brought me in. You're never going to hire me. Okay. They hired Vic Fangio when it was yeah, all said and Brian. done. Okay. Same thing when the Giants hired Brian Dable. Remember, he got that text message from, from Bill Belichick. Belichick. Hey, congratulations. Uh, wrong Oop, Brian. Sorry, my bad, wrong Brian. Yeah, you they kind of knew, like, okay, the fix is in here. Yeah, like, before he had even interviewed for the job he got right. that. There are some people who thought that Belichick deliberately sent him that text to give him yeah. the, the 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 fuel for the fire, right, when it yeah. comes to the lawsuit. Here's what I'll say. This is a good candidate, okay? He's a defensive guy, but he's a de- it's a good candidate. He's He's got quality head coaching experience. He had a winning record the last year in Miami, and a, the year before that, would you say it was ten and six, and he was nine and eight, I think. Thanks. Ten and six, nine and eight. So the two years before getting fired in Miami, he had winning records in both years. He ended up going to the Steelers this year with Tomlin, and kind of ran that run defense and did a terrific job. So you know, he's a solid, a solid guy to interview for a job. It's a solid name. He's a, he's a former head coach and uh, a respected guy. And I don't think the lawsuit should have any bearing on whether he gets the job or not. No, I don't think it should either, but I, I did, to answer your question from a second ago, yes, that's why I wondered whether he would get a look-see, because I just wondered if that, if that kind of blackballed out of the league. Potential lawsuit would, sue, would stop yeah. teams from looking at him. Now, last year... And I read this and I'd forgotten about it. Last year, he did end up interviewing with a couple of teams, even with the looming lawsuit. It was the Saints and it was somebody else. I'd have to look at the story to remind myself who it was. But he did he did interview for two jobs last year. They ended up going different directions when it was all said and done. But yeah, I, I wondered if the pending lawsuit would scare some teams away. I'll tell you this. For me, he checks the biggest box in that if you're looking for a leader of men, if you're looking for a guy who's the alpha male, if you're looking for a guy who will command the room and demand that people follow him and demand that he that they're accountable to him, he's that guy. I mean, that everything I've heard about him is that he very much has that kind of edge to him that you'd want if you truly believe in hiring a guy who is a quote leader of men close quote. Some of the guys talk the talk, some of the guys walk the walk. From what I understand, Brian Flores is a guy who who walks yeah. that walk, and that's a big box to check when we're talking about this job. Look, when they hired Cliff Kingsbury, they clearly weren't hiring him b- to be a leader because he was a leader of men. They hired Steve Wilkes because they, they thought Steve Wilkes was a leader of men. Bruce Arians was a leader of men. But Cliff Kingsbury was going to go down the other path. He wasn't a leader of men. He was going to have these unbelievable offensive schemes that were going to take the NFL by storm, and nobody was going to be able to stop his mm-hmm. offense. And But it wasn't like he was a leader of a Men. They called him Coach Bro, and that just didn't work out, <laughs> right? Because he was more like, you know. I always laugh when I hear that phrase. Coach Bro? Coach Bro. Coach Bro. <laughs> Every time Bickley says it, I just, I'd laugh. i laugh to hear you say it. It's funny. Yeah. Coach Bro. So, you know, Kingsbury didn't work out. So now you're looking for a guy who could come in and demand respect. Yep. And I think that Flores checks those box. I think D'Amico Ryans checks those boxes. Sean Payton checks the box. They're interviewing good candidates. They are. They're casting the net far and wide. Yep. And they're interviewing quality candidates. Yep, they are. I'm interested in, to see who they end up yeah. with, but they are. They're interviewing, it feels like, the right people. So, so here's what you got. you got. With these three guys, you've got a mix. You've got a young guy in D'Amico Ryan's, played 10 years in the NFL, defensive coordinator. He's like next in line to get a job, but he's never had a head coaching job. So you've got one guy, no head coaching experience, but clearly on the rise in a good organization's done a good job. Then you've got a guy like Brian Flores who, head coaching experience, some success, winning season in his last two years, still very young, trying to get back in. You've got Got that guy, and then you've got the Sean Payton. Then you've got your here's the guy that's got nine playoff wins under his belt. He's won a Super Bowl. His teams perennially were in the playoffs or challenging for a playoff spot every year. So you kind of check in all of those boxes there. Young guy with not a lot of experience, but on the rise. Middle guy who had some experience, not great, but does have experience. And then you've got Sean Payton who has all the experience. Yeah, it's funny hearing you frame it that way. It does almost strike me as Brian Flores is almost kind of the in between. Demico Ryans and Sean Payton. Oh yeah but he is. That's yeah, that's exactly how you're like it's it's almost like he's maybe the best of both worlds, because with D'Amico, you don't know how he's going to be as a head coach. He's, he's a defensive coordinator and he's a young defensive coordinator at that. With Sean Payton, obviously, he's got all the experience in the world as a head coach and the resume to back it up, but he's going to be very expensive. If you're looking for the best of both worlds, somebody who's had head coaching experience in this league, right. understands the job, but is not going to cost you an arm and a leg in terms of draft compensation or salary or anything like that, but who will still check the box of being that leader of men, it does feel like he snugs up nice and neat right between the two of them in terms of the scale of what you're looking for because there is going to be an unknown about D'Amico Ryans in terms of being a first time head coach and Sean Payton is going to be very very expensive to acquire in terms of draft picks and maybe Brian Flores look what I've been fascinated by is today just to see the messaging that's out there now on social media about the Cardinals and Brian Flores Albert Breer quote this is an interesting one Flores crushed his 2018 interview with the Cardinals Peter Schrager quote Flores blew the Cardinals away a few years back when he interviewed for the head coaching job a year later he got the dolphin shop very specific messaging that somebody be it Flores's agent be it the Cardinals whomever is trying to get out there in the marketplace hey four years ago five years ago they love this guy You know, I don't know why they didn't hire him then. I don't know why they went with Wilkes instead of him. But clearly that was... 2018. That was a it was 2018 It with Wilkes. Yep. And then the next year, Flores lines up four interviews. He goes with the Miami Dolphins. I, again, I don't know what the purpose is and I don't know what the source is, but clearly someone's trying to pump information out in the marketplace about, hey, make no mistake, man, this isn't just some token thing that they're doing. They loved him five years ago when they were doing this and they want to talk to him again. They want to circle back and have those conversations. Um, D'Amico Ryans, Ian
1: Rappaport today on that subject. has not been a lot of coach requests from the Arizona Cardinals, mostly focusing on the GM search, but they wanted to get this in for D'Amico Ryans. That, I think, speaks pretty uh, loudly just about what they think of him, and, and I think it's pretty clear what the league thinks of him.
0: Now, he's an intriguing candidate because he, defensively, the numbers speak for themselves, but the personnel he had at San Francisco, he doesn't have that here. You know, so he, how do those numbers, those great numbers that make D'Amico Ryan, right? It's got to be more than just the numbers because those numbers aren't coming with him. Nick Bosa's not coming with him. No, You know, I no. mean, that, that great defensive talent, is not coming with him. So it's got to be more than just scheme with D'Amico yeah. Ryans, right? You know, it's got to be the people thing, too, that makes him stand out. And we're going to talk with the San Francisco guy coming up in a few minutes. I'm curious to hear what he has to say about it, but it can't just be numbers with D'Amico Ryans. Now, there is reports that he declined the Panthers' request for an interview. Really? Yes, that he declined the Panthers' request for an interview. Um so now they're saying the, Pan- the Panthers were among four teams that requested permission to interview oh, D'Amico Ryan. Seeing that now. okay. Yep. And interestingly enough, they do not intend to host him for an interview. So, yes, they asked for permission to interview him, but they're not going to have an interview. They, somebody cited logistics, which is never an issue. <laughs> no, okay. Eh, not, you no. just can't really seem to ma- You want to interview the guy? He, so he may not be interested in that Carolina job. But he does have, he is going to interview with the Cardinals. He's been with the 49ers for six years now. He replaced Robert Sala as the defensive coordinator. Um, But this interview thing is interesting because the other teams that requested to speak with him were the Texans, Broncos, and Cardinals. Yeah. But he is not going to interview with Carolina. What's interesting about that, too, is there was a report earlier in the week about Adam Peters, the assistant GM of the 49ers, doing the same thing declining to interview with the Titans and the Cardinals for their GM job. Right. Now, they're the only teams looking for GMs right now, so that might be a little different. He might just decide those two jobs don't appeal to him. But it is interesting that D'Amico Ryans will not interview with Carolina. I wonder, yeah, the interview wonder what's is, going on The there. interview is not going to happen. Huh. They were expected to host them for an interview, either in person or through a video conference, but they are not going to do it. Very interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of the shows. The Burns and Gambo Show, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. The more we look at what Jake Crowder had to say in the Chris Haynes recent report, some of the things just don't add up. We'll talk about it next. Burns and Gambo.
1: Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. For as uh,
0: dumb as this show can be from time to time, I feel like we did have kind of an aha moment very organically about 45 minutes ago, and we're gonna we're not gonna recreate it, but we're certainly gonna relive it um, because it was a really good aha kind of moment. An and ve- astute observation. Very reminiscent almost of, mm-hmm. of Daniel Caffey's cross examination of Colonel Jessup in a few minutes. In. That's right. I could if, have. I, if, I could have been a lawyer. No, you couldn't have. If um, really, if Santiago... no, you couldn't. I mean, you could have been. Joe I don't want to. I don't, don't want to say was? you. You couldn't have. It, he was. A, You're just over there. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah He's blah. An actor blah. playing a role in a movie. I don't know if oh. Joe Pesci could have been. But it was. A, I don't want to take anything away. It was a really good aha moment about Jay Crowder that we'll get to in just a minute. First, let's update our Twitter poll question of the day here and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. We got Force Roops. Instead of aha, this Jay Crowder saga is making Suns fans go ugh because <laughs> it is dragging on and with a lot of frustration going on in Suns fans and a lot of people in the valley. So we had to ask, who are you more frustrated with in this whole thing? Is it Jay Crowder? Is it the Suns? Or
1: are you not frustrated? You're just
0: confused. I'm just confused. Dazed, too. Dazed and confused. I'm, I'm just confused. I'm confused. Fr- it is confusing. I'm frustrated with both of them. I'm way more frustrated with Jay, but I'm frustrated with both of them because it, it just, I cannot believe it is January 13th. And there's no trade. And we're still talking about Jay Crowder on the Phoenix Suns roster. I mean, if we would have said this. I just this, can't believe it. If we would have said this in September when he held out on media day and you're like, okay, he's not going to be with the team. He's still going to be getting paid and part of the organization in January, but never played a game. Yeah. At this point, like there's like 38 games left in the season. He's not in basketball shape. He hasn't played. He hasn't played basketball. The last game Jay Crowder played was what, eight months ago? Would have been in Game ap- 7. Right? April or May, whenever. Yeah, May. There was, yeah, what was May, the yeah. date of that? I'm May, look up the date of this? May 14th or 15th of. That was the last time he played. Yeah. 2021 or 22. Sorry. May 15th of 2022, I believe. Yeah, May 15th. The, uh, was day of Game 7. May, yes. 15th. Mm-hmm. May 15th. May 15th. Okay, yeah. and this is February, March, February. So eight months ago. Eight months ago. He hasn't played basketball in eight months. There's 38 games left in the season. Like... I don't, I, you're getting to the point where I don't even know if he could be. This goes on any longer. I don't know if he's going to be able to help anybody. It's right. not like a current player that's going to get traded at the deadline. that has been playing all season. See, he's he's going to be rusty. I don't pick up games A couple highlights. You know, a couple highlights of shooting in an open gym. That's the same. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's not the same at all. So, uh, what's the result of the poll question so far? 42.1% are more frustrated with Jay Crowder, but in second place, this is telling. 37.4% of people are just confused. 20.5% are actually more frustrated at the Suns. All right, that's the poll question. Thank you, Eric. You can find it uh, on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page, at Burns and Gambo. Um, Here's the quote Jay Crowder gave to Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report, Yahoo Sports, Turner Sports, uh, on why he continues to not be playing. And and Gambo picked this. I'm going to give you full credit on this one. You picked this up. I was reading the quote. You heard it, and you're like, man, that just doesn't register. Listen to it again. Quote, I've spoken to every player that I've played with on that team and they have all stressed how much they miss me and respect my decision and i'm thankful for their understanding this move of pushing me out the door was a blindsided hit to not only me but my teammates as you can see from speaking to them and myself and the conversations we've had behind closed doors say that second part again he he, the teammates respect his decision I've spoken to every player. They've all stressed how much they miss me and respect my decision. And I'm thankful for their understanding. This move of pushing me out the door was a blindsided hit to not only me, but my teammates. As you can see from speaking to them and myself in the conversations we've had behind closed doors. Yeah. How can you make a decision, but then be surprised you were pushed out the, the, the door? It was my decision. They respect my decision. The team, My teammates respect my decision and back me up. But I, I was completely blindsided. I had no idea the Suns were going to do this to me. It doesn't work. Which it one can't is be both. Which one is it? But It, it can't, like, it right, can't exactly. be both. Which one is it? Do you, you either were completely taken aback and blindsided, or it was your decision to not play for the Suns. But it can't be both. It has to be one. If you gave it it an order that Santiago is not to be touched, and your orders are always followed, And why did he have to be transferred from the base? (laughs) Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're (laughs) damn right I did. I, I swear to God, that movie came on like 10 days ago. Like a black hole, it just like just sucked me right in. It is, it just like I could not escape the pull of gravity coming from a few. good I read that Jack Nicholas hasn't been seen in public in like almost two years. The last time we've seen in public was at a Lakers game in twenty twenty one. Jack Nicholas, the golfer, went to Lakers games. Jack Nicholson, (laughs) the actor. You were so on your way to being smart. God, you were right there. I mix those two up all the time. In this segment of all segments. God, we were praising Hit the dump you. button. There's eight seconds left. I got eight seconds to take away my stupidity. There's eight seconds to... He was right there in your grasp. Dump, hit the dump button. Right there in your grasp. I'll say a curse word. Crap. Oh. Um, Jack, Nich- Jack, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson has mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. been a recluse. I think he's going to die like Marlon Brando. That he's just secluded and he won't come out of his house. And he hasn't been seen in almost two years. Laker game twenty twenty one. Last time anybody's seen him in wow. public. He's eighty five years old and uh, maybe it's dementia or something. But yeah, he he hasn't been seen or heard from in it a kind long, long like Gene time. Hackman. Th- there was a photo that circulated on the internet a couple months ago of Gene Hackman, almost to say as if. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm still here. Because it's kind of been the same thing with Gene Hack. Like, no one's seen yeah. him. He hasn't been in a movie in years and years and years. Um, and Jack Nicholson's the same way. I'm sorry. I just had to give you crap about the Nicholson. I, I get, the, I get but, those two mixed no, up it's a, a lot. It's a, it's a really good point. Jay, which one is it? Was it your decision? Or were you blindsided by their decision? You know? like they call key? it a blindsided hit? Yeah blindsided hit. He said it was a blindsided hit, not only to be by my teammates, this move of pushing me out the door. Well, wait, if we're respecting your decision, your decision is to walk out the door. Were you walking out the door yeah. or were you pushed out was the door? Was it your decision? Right. Because if it was your decision, it wasn't a blindsided hit. You made the decision. You made the you decision, made shit, right? Now, if it was a blindsided hit, it couldn't have been your decision. You didn't know about it. They pushed you out the door. Unless it was a blindsided hit that made you make a decision to walk out the door, in which no, case you're the... No. Pro- you know. And, and by that, no. I mean, I was blindsided by the news that Cam johnson would be starting and not me and i decided to walk out the door because of it you were blindsided by their decision to make you a sixth man i i mean that 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 hurt you so badly that you decided to walk out is that what we're talking he, he says about he was here? pushed out the door if you pushed out the door door wasn't your decision right if so that's a good point if you're pushed out the door it's not no, your decision jay we're not pushing you out the door we're just not starting you. we're not starting you We're not pushing you out the door yeah you're still on but this roster. He says, it's my I, I, my teammates respect my decision. It was my decision. Yeah. He later goes on to say, "quote I'm confused and hurt. My coaches didn't appreciate the things I brought to our team and organization, and this has nothing to do with financial or contract differences." Close quote. There's also a quote in here from Mikael Bridges, who who gives his support of Jay Crowder. Um, I texted him not too long ago. I told him how much I miss him. That's my guy. I know he wants to be here. That's just how it is sometimes. I understand. You've got to protect yourself. Sometimes, I really want this situation to end. I really, really do. And I don't know February 9th, It's either gonna not. It's either gonna end by then, or it's not gonna end at all. You know. And we need it's to just move, need to move on. For we need to move on from all of the 2022 bad things that have happened, and just. <laughs> And just move on from it. Indeed. There are four reported coaching candidates for the Cardinals job. One of them may be more familiar with Arizona than most. Does that mean that D'Amico Ryans has the advantage? We'll go to San Francisco. Find out next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. (laughs) Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. We welcome you back to the Burns and Gambo show. Dave Burns, John Gambadero here. We want to thank Matt Barrows from The Athletic, the 49ers beat writer. He's joining us here on the Arizona sports line in particular because the 49ers have a playoff game tomorrow, so it's obviously a busy time with him and his writing focusing on that. Uh, but, Matt, we were hoping to get you on for a few minutes to kind of pick your brain about some of these names that we've heard associated with the 49ers and what it might mean for the Arizona Cardinals. So with all that kind of looming, we appreciate your time today. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're really well. Thank you very much. Um, Let's start with D'Amico Ryans. And and we've seen now four teams express an interest in interviewing him for head coaching positions. There was the report that came out today that that might not happen with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, If you could, if you've got any insight in that, please share it. And then from your perspective, working around the Niners, what can you tell us about D'Amico Ryans as a head coaching candidate?
1: Yeah, well, as far as the Panthers, I had heard that. I wasn't able to confirm it on my end, but, um, you know, that has been uh, rumored today and uh, maybe not a huge surprise just given that he uh, declined a second interview last year with the Vikings saying that uh, he really wanted to take the season um, this season and, uh, you know, become a better candidate for, for future years. So, He is discerning, and uh, you know he does want the right situation, and he wants to be the right candidate. Um, I don't know what that means for the Cardinals and for the Broncos and for the Texans, the other teams that have requested him. Um, But uh, you know, he's uh, people have been describing him as a uh, an NFL head coaching candidate. And I'm not exaggerating. Uh, all the way back to high school, when he was a, a player in in Alabama, he just has a um, an an air of uh, responsibility about him. Uh, he's uh, in, in entirely reliable. Has been since he was a a young man. Uh, was raised in a very kind of strict, uh, household that put responsibility above all else, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, he's been good at what he does. I mean, uh, the, the 49ers this year, this is the best version of this defense. Uh, they, they played a, uh, uh, a, a different uh, uh, facet of it uh, each of the years that Kyle Shanahan's been here since 2017. This is far and away the best version of it, and uh, it's been D'Amico Ryan's pulling the strings. Um, so, you know, there's uh, what I'm trying to describe is uh, a guy with a really good X's and O's component, but maybe even better as a, a coach, as a stabilizing force on a team that seems to be the the theme that uh, players strike when they're asked about to make Ryan. Yeah, there's no
0: denying the results, right? Number one defense, uh, you points per game. Number one yards allowed. I mean, he's done a fantastic job. Let me ask you about leader. Every team wants to hire a leader of men. You know, you're around him. You've seen him. Is he the leadership type?
1: Um, for sure. I mean, I, I would say that that's uh, his, his biggest asset. Um, he just has a presence about him. Um, yeah. I, I did a story about him when he was hired by the 49ers, and I talked to a lot of his uh, youth coaches and, and teachers back in uh, in Alabama. I, I was always struck by this: before he even got into football, he was a, a baseball catcher for his uh, for his high school team, um, which is not what you usually expect no. with like the, you know the, the best athlete on the team. But they put him at that spot because. He was a guy that calmed everybody down. He was, like I said, a stabilizing force. He was the guy, if the pitcher was having a rough day, could go out to the mound and basically kind of get everybody right. Um, uh He's responsible. And then, of course, he ended up being the, the best athlete at that high school as well. Uh, but football sort of came later to him, um, and, and he sort of had to be talked into it by uh, by some of the coaches at the school. But that that's the type of guy he is. I mean, there's absolute fire there. You talk to anybody who's played with him, he was an excellent, excellent linebacker. You can't be a timid person uh, and, and be a uh, successful middle linebacker in the NFL. But uh, my point is that he had sort of um, – The, uh, the responsibility. I mean, he was sort of a, uh, an adult even when he was in high school. Uh, So he's always had that sense of responsibility, that sense of I'm responsible for others, and other people looked up to him as a result. Matt
0: Barrows, the beat writer who covers the 49ers for the Athletic website, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. Is the organization bracing itself for his departure, or you mentioned his discerning kind of taste when it comes to this. Is, Is there a chance that he is the defensive coordinator next year, and he decides that This cycle is in for him, or or is the expectation that he's going to take one of these jobs if offered?
1: Well, I I think, uh, you know, as soon as Kyle Shanahan promoted him to defensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan realized that that could be very short-lived because of what I said. I mean, he's been considered a head coach uh, candidate for a while. Um, But, I mean, uh, teams, you know, I I, I don't know what the percentage is, but it it may be around 50% that he leaves. Um, a, because teams usually are, are interested in offensive coaches. Um, you want to you know, kind of bring in an offensive coach that would, um, you know, then bring in a draft a quarterback or, or sign a quarterback. So th- those two are often seen as uh, going hand in hand. So uh, there are three big parts to kind of rebuilding a team one is offensive coordinator, one is defensive coordinator, and one is the quarterback. And so uh, you can kind of. Um, help two of those by bringing in an offensive coach. So that's one component. And then, like I said, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that uh, uh, Ryan's has been discerning, and the fact that the Forty ers are expected to go deep in the playoffs. I don't know whether that would be a turnoff for some teams. Would they, you know, be be willing to kind of go into February potentially? Um, and, and not have their coach uh, in hand, or would they rather sort of move on and, and get get it get it over with, get it done? Uh, so, I mean, all those factors together, I think suggest that it's certainly not a done deal that he's he's moving on somewhere
0: it does seem like the 49ers organization is doing a pretty good job of you know whether it's head coaches or gm candidates you've got a gm in washington a head coach in new york with the jets a head coach in miami it does seem like they have a lot of success of hiring the right people and developing them
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's sort of been one of the questions this year. There's been a lot of turnover. This is the most turnover this season that Kyle Shanahan has had. And, uh, you know, uh, that that was a question like, who are the young coaches in the pipeline here? Who are the next guys who would be considered? And then Ryan's is absolutely at the top of that list. Um, You know, it's been asked, uh, I've been asked, you know, if Ryan's did get a, a head coaching job, which of those assistants would he take with him? Um, And uh, it it seems like Anthony Lynn, who's uh, got the title here uh, of running backs coach, and he's also sort of an offensive assistant, uh, they're sort of doubled up at running back uh, coach. They've got uh, Bobby Turner, who's a veteran who's been with the Shanahan since, uh, gosh, I don't know, the, the early 1990s. Um but uh Anthony Lynn might be somebody that D'Amico Ryans would take with him. Interesting. They've got a really good assistant defensive line coach and Daryl Tapp, who's the next player. Um really is uh you know, tons of energy. Um I think he's a uh, uh, an up and comer, um, that he would go with him and um uh, Daniel Bullocks is their safeties coach. Uh uh they've got a safety Talano Hufanga who made just today made the uh the all-pro team was the first-team pro bowler as well. Um, he and the other safety, Deshaun Gibson, lead the team in, in interceptions this year. So uh, that would be a good pickup, a good kind of bring-along guy, too. Uh, if uh, if Ryan's got that head coaching job somewhere.
0: All right, Matt. Well, we appreciate the information. As, as you can you know as you can tell, we're trying to soak up as much as we possibly can about all these names out here because the Cardinals, with everything they need to do, GM and head coaching wise, obviously there's a lot of names out there. We're trying to get as much intel as we can on all of them. Thank you for the time um, and enjoy that playoff game this weekend. Okay.
1: All right, I
0: will. Thanks for having me on, guys. Our Thank pleasure. you. Matt Barrows, athletic beat writer who covers the San Francisco 49ers. Anthony Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Chargers head coach. That's a offensive guy. Uh-huh. Could that, that be the offensive coordinator? That was the little mm, nugget in there, right? right? I, I caught that. Yeah, that yeah. was a big one. Uh, you and I kind of gave each other the look like, oh, yeah. Anthony Lynn, former Anthony Chargers Lynn. head coach. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. Sean Payton has his choice of quarterback in choosing his next job. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, blank canvas. That's next. Burns and Gambo.